0: Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molle, and my goal is to bring you insights and lessons from players, coaches, parents, and experts who are ingrained in the world of high-level tennis. Today, I speak to 15-year-old top 10 junior, Tyra Grant. We've previously had her mom Chinzia, on the podcast, as well as her coach, Tom Goodridge, on the podcast before he worked with Tyra. Tom also makes a guest appearance today. Tyra tells us what it's like to be a top 10 junior, her characteristics, what hard work means for her, studying, living away from her family. She offers advice for juniors, as well as telling us upcoming juniors to put on her radar. Episodes with juniors tend to be shorter than regular episodes, but be prepared for some straight-to-the-point, no-faff answers. Before we get started, a shout-out to our podcast sponsors. I've now warned Solution Speeds FF3 for about 10 to 12 hours on hardcore. And as expected, they're exceptional. The FF2 was a light shoe, but these are about 30 grams lighter, which is amazing. Also, while maintaining the comfort, if you like a sturdy, light shoe with plenty of traction, you got to try the Solution Speed FF3. Okay, here's Tyra. Tyra, welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you?
1: i'm great thank you how are you
0: really good great to have you on uh we've had your mom on before we've had your coach <laughs> on before so it's yeah. great to get you on uh i just before i jumped on the call i checked your rankings you're now top 10 itf mm-hmm. as a 15 year old that's great well done thank you and actually i'm going to start off with this question a lot of young kids even kids your own age or kids even older than you would dream to be in a position you're in now. You know, you've won a couple of slam doubles. You've won some great tournaments. You're top 10 junior in the world. Tell me, what does it feel like?
1: So I think I'd say it's obviously it's an amazing thing to uh, have achieved such uh, great results. I mean, obviously, this is not the end of the line, but... I think that uh seeing that the hard work is like starting to pay off uh by obviously being top ten or by winning slams, I think it's a great feeling' cause, um, yeah, I think it just reminds me that like working hard every day it it just shows results, so I think it's 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 amazing feeling honestly.
0: And for you, what's working hard?
1: uh working hard i think it's putting in the effort for everything you do like sometimes it's not easy um going to practice like maybe you had a tough day the day before or maybe you're just feeling tired and i think it's just every day uh finding a way to push yourself to always give your best and i yeah i think that's that's what hard working hard means.
0: and what do you tell yourself like you get up this morning, and you're like, I'm not really feeling today, I'm tired, Tom pushed me too hard yesterday, the (laughs) fitness trainer made me get sick of the side of the court, I don't want to do it today, but you know, great champions all come through that, but what do you tell yourself?
1: Um, Me, so I think I'm a super competitive person, so honestly, actually, uh, these couple of days, this is what I've been thinking about, I was like, um, you know, to... To achieve such big goals, like even in the future, you know, I wanna, I'm try, I wanna be obviously like number one, so that's my like number one goal and win slams. Uh, you have to work harder than everyone else. Like right now, if I'm working, um, as much as everyone else, I'm not gonna be the best. So I think what for me personally, for what works for me, is just telling myself every day, um, you have to do it if if you want to achieve goals. So. I think, yeah, just just knowing what the end goal is, and that's that's what pushes me every day to get out of bed and just try to do my best,
0: great, and where are you actually based
1: so uh now I was injured and I'm still recovering from injury. I was injured in Australia and I'm in Italy back home with my mom and my uh my family, so yeah i got I had a shoulder and a leg injury, so yeah, now I'm just really recovering here.
0: Is your mom gonna hop on is she?
1: Uh, I don't know I think she's with my brother no she's not with my my brother's in in the uh, Netherlands right now he's playing uh, some under fourteen tournaments, but I think she's with my grandpa right now, so she's not here and
0: who we've we featured your brother as well on the Instagram account who's yeah. more competitive? I know Tyson's quite competitive <laughs> who who wins in the competitive battles
1: I think honestly, I think I'm the most competitive person in the world. I find a way to like see. Uh, I find a way to be competitive even when there's like nothing to be competitive about. So I think I'm the most competitive person ever. I just, I I need to win everything I do. I, I hate losing. Yeah.
0: So you eat your pasta first. You're
1: always the first. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Quick intro here to say I got in contact with Tyra's coach, Tom Goodridge. Tom works with the USTA, looking after the country's best 15 to 17-year-old females. He previously helped CeCe Bellis transition from a top junior to top 50. I asked Tom to describe Tyra, and this is what he said.
2: So I would describe Tyra as a very fun, bubbly uh, person, um, just terrific to work with. Um, you know, she's, uh, she's got a lot of ability and a lot of talent um and you know she's working hard to to you know see those talents come through in her game and and uh you know push her to you know the very top of the game so
0: and she says she is very competitive is that true
2: she is very competitive yeah we used to play a lot of fun games um and Tyra will always find a way of <laughs> of getting the win. It doesn't matter how she has to do it; she'll uh, she'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> and finally, you coach CeCe Bellis from a junior to top fifty in the world. Do you see similar similarities there from a, a as a junior?
2: Definitely, as a competitor for sure. I mean, they have very different game styles, but um, Tyra and CeCe as competitors, uh, there's you know, a lot of similarities there between the two. They they both try and scratch and claw and and try and figure out a way of winning, even if, you know, it's, it's not necessarily their plan A, they'll use plan B, plan C, plan D, whatever it takes.
0: Okay, now back to Tyra. And tell me, where do you prefer? You grew up in Italy, trained at the Piatti Academy, mm-hmm. and... Do you prefer the Italian food or the American food?
1: Oh, Italian food. I Oh, my God. I was thinking about it the past year so much every day. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go back to eat Italian food. Oh, I can't wait. So when I got back to played Milan and even French French Open and stuff, I was so happy. I was like, oh, thank you. Finally, some good food again.
0: I think that's always the answer <laughs> we get. And yeah. If you were... I, I, think you were like the the best Italian junior under ten for for uh, your at the time and you trained at Piatti, if I had won the Piatti coaches on the podcast now, how would they describe you as a young ten year old
1: I think again uh, like I said before competitive i think that's that 's my number one thing. I would always been more a super competitive and more competitive than the other kids, and yeah, maybe I think when I was younger, probably, but i don 't think this is just me like everyone in general, maybe like the fitness. Like you kind of just were like, okay, like if I practice hard, like it's going to be good enough. But obviously growing up, um, you learn that everything is important. So I think being competitive was like my number one thing and all the coaches would agree, honestly.
0: You get a bit fiery at times, do you?
1: Exactly. Find a a way to win and yeah, it means like yelling in the opponent's face. Like that's it, you know?
0: Nice. And do you speak Italian?
1: Yeah, fluent. Just as good as English. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, wow, that's brilliant. We could have done this in <laughs> Italian, so had I know. <laughs> we still can. Uh, so you you mainly train in the states, obviously somewhere in Florida. Where exactly are you? At the USDA campus?
1: I'm in Orlando, USDA. Yeah, I'm I'm there.
0: And Tom Goodridge is there with you. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how do you like Tom as a coach?
1: Oh, I love Tom. He's he has so much experience with like a with the women's side which I feel like it's not very common like Ricardo, for example he used to coach boys and stuff so I think it's great to see like uh, to be with a coach who has uh, you know who kind of knows how women's tennis work I think it's it's really important obviously so it's great yeah
0: and a typical day in in Orlando what's it like for you a training day
1: so training USDA typical day I'd say wake up at around depends honestly because uh, we had like kind of different weeks some weeks where we focus more on fitness some weeks where we focus more on tennis but it was like waking up at around I say like 7 637 and then breakfast and then warm up tennis for like two hours and then fitness for like an hour an hour and a half lunch. And then some rest, and then back at it. Warm up, uh, ten is two hours, and then finish another hour, hour and a half, and then recovery. I like know stretch or like uh, recovery with the with the fitness trainers.
0: So it's a, it's a it's a full day. There's oh no, yeah, there's and no that's cool.
1: and that's cool. at the end of the day, school too. So yeah, full day.
0: So Tyra, you you're trained in Orlando, Florida. Your mom is based in Italy. Mm-hmm. Your brother travels; he's traveling with him. How tough is it to be on your own over there? Like, you've been, what, a year over there by yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I'm going to probably do half and a half, but I think it's it's not really about living there alone because at the end of the day, um, as a tennis player, we always travel, so it's not like I was in Orlando a lot. I think it's uh, getting used to just traveling alone mostly, like not having my mom everywhere and just being me and the coach or whatever, me and two other players – It's honestly, I think at my age is uh, for some aspects cool to, you know, not have your mom living with you, but definitely after after a bit you start missing your family.
0: And what is the hardest part for you? Is it missing your family?
1: I think just at first it was weird moving away not only for, from Bordeguero, but from Italy, because obviously in the U.S. whole different country. So yeah, I think missing, missing the people back home, family, friends, everyone, it was just weird at first, but then eventually you have to get used to it, you know, tennis for your life.
0: You do. It's t- tougher when you're 15, though, to, you know, give mm-hmm. up your friends and family.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And would you classify yourself as extremely independent?
1: I am so independent. My mom my mom always tells me I'm like the opposite of Tyson. Tyson is always, oh, where's mom? Where's mom? And I'm like, I, I'll just do it by myself. You know, I'm just really independent.
0: And how important do you think daddy is a characteristic you need to be a successful
1: tennis player? I think I think uh being a tennis player is really important to be independent because at the end of the day, you know, your coach helps you, your family helps you, everyone helps you, but um on the tennis court is just you. So I think it's really important to you know learn how to rely on yourself and yourself only because yeah you again your coach is going to help you from the side but at the end you have to like find a way to win so I think it's a really important characteristic yeah
0: And are you for on court coaching or coaching from the box which is not you know
1: Uh it's a good question you know but I think uh I think I like the on-court coaching. You know, I think I, if I have to choose on-court coaching.
0: And you've done you've you've won the Billy Jean Junior Cup, haven't you?
1: Yes, yes, last year. We, and who was your won. coach?
0: Was Tom your coach there?
1: Was yeah, Tom was there too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> nice. So you have experience of that on-court coaching.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was it was so cool? I love team competition. So much energy. Yeah, it was sick.
0: And lo- looking back at all the matches you've won and lost, which one stands out the most so far in your young career?
1: Uh, oh, that's a great question. I'd say probably my a match that definitely stands out. I don't know if it's the number one, but definitely stands out is the one from finals of Santa Croce last year, the J1 I won. The finals, I played, a, I played Renata. I played an unbelievable match. And it was like I think three and three. I played so well that day; it was insane. So yeah, that was my my biggest tournament. So and it was the final. So I think that's one of for sure one of my best matches.
0: And Santa Croce is that in Milan?
1: That's uh Florence, oh, Florence still in okay. Italy. And Renata, yeah.
0: she won the Aussie Open.
1: Yeah, the, she did so well.
0: I bre yeah I, I saw her play at the IMG event in London, where mm-hmm. I met you. Yes. And I, didn't, exactly. I'd, I'd never honestly heard of her before, and I got speaking to her coach, and and she was mm-hmm. playing Hannah Klugman, who I really hadn't heard of either before. So all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's all these great all these great juniors around. So it, it was great to, you know, I think when you see players play and meet them in real life, it just gives you an extra dimension. I think I'm not yeah, sure if you, I'm not sure if you've noticed this, but when players watch you, you know, sorry, when certain fans watch you play to see live, and you may interact with them. They become a better fan.
1: mhm, Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So yeah, and how, how do you how do you like the crowds? Did you like? Did you prefer a win in Australia or in Roland Garros?
1: Uh, I don't know. Being, I think, playing French Open when you're not French, it's uh, it's it's a big struggle. I mean, <laughs> I'm Italian, especially so. Like the beef is good. Italy and France is it's a big thing. So I'd say Australian Open crowd.
0: And tell me, who are you going to play Fed Cup for, the USA or Italy?
1: I think I'm going to stay with the U.S. Honestly, it's been, I've played with the U.S. since my first tournament ever, which was actually 10 Pro Muratoglu. And I was just, yeah, I played with the U.S. flag ever since. So I I think I just might stay with that.
0: And you say as a 10-year-old, what's your first tennis memory, actually? When do you remember first holding a tennis racket or hitting a tennis
1: court? Um. Um, great question. Oh, my God. Uh, I think it was when I was actually um, – I was around probably like four or five, I think, and I started at three. So I think it was just playing with the little net, like on the side of the court with the little net, just trying to hit balls. Uh, I was that one of my first practices – not in the first practices, but one of the first years playing tennis. And, yeah, just trying to hit the ball over there, and I had like – These older kids next to me practicing the big court, I was like just thinking about, wow, like I'm going to get there eventually at some point.
0: Was that actually your dream from early on? I want to be like, when did you first say to yourself, I want to be a professional tennis player? I want to be
1: the world's best. I think uh, ever since I gained a little bit of consciousness, I mean, I feel like I played a lot of sports and again, it's a competitive person, whatever I did, I just... Want to be, like, the best ever, like, still my goal in tennis. I mean, I don't know. You never know if you're going to achieve the goal, but I feel like your number one goal, whatever you do, tennis, or if you do, like, I don't know, like, a doctor, whatever you do, it has to be, like, be the best ever. Like, be someone that, like, they're going to remember, like, in generation and stuff. So I, I, hope, I hope that's my case.
0: Do you study? Are you in school? It's a popular question we get with parents, maybe a little bit kids that are a bit younger than you, but do you, do you study?
1: Yeah, I still do school in Italy. It's it's tough sometimes with the with the time difference. But yeah, I'm in, so the school system in Italy, it's a little different, but I'm in my third year of high school right now and I'm doing uh, business and marketing. It's like a kind of high school here in Italy, but yeah, I, I still study.
0: Okay, that's great to hear. And if you weren't, if you, let's say tennis wasn't on the cards and you had to, you pick a professional career for yourself in the future, w- what direction would you like to move in? Would you like to be a surgeon, a, an accountant, a solicitor?
1: Good question. Um, I think it, it has to, like, not be a sport or just Yeah, not, not a sport. Oh. Uh, I think I'd love to be, like, an like an actress, just be, like, on TV and travel. I actually, at when I started playing tennis, I was also... Doing like piano and singing. So I feel like if I pursued that career, maybe I would have done a little bit out of it. So, but just do something where you know, where you really interact with people and be on TV and travel a lot. I think that's that would have been sick. Yeah.
0: Drama, just like on the court. So
1: (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: just I just have a couple more questions for you. Your plans for 2024 for the rest of the year, are you going to keep playing junior tournaments or do you have some uh, female tournaments planned?
1: So I think for this year, what I'm going to do is play all the slams and like the tournaments before the preparations. Uh, the only other juniors that I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play uh, Bolleux, the j one and Offenbach, the JA, because I have to defend some points here and there. But the rest is going to be pro tournaments, like 25Ks, 50Ks. Hopefully I get some welcome for a bigger tournament. So yeah, but mostly pro tournaments this year.
0: That is exciting. And what advice do you have in your young career for other tennis players who are younger than you who have the same dreams as you?
1: I think um, probably just, um, I know it sounds like cliche and everyone says it, but just really trust the process, because a lot of times you're like, oh my god, like this is not working. Uh, I feel like eventually, if you really put your a hundred percent of it, and it ha- has it to be like it doesn't have to be great, but just have to be like your best. At some point, you're gonna get results for sure. Like I feel like it's just have big goals and and do whatever you can to you know achieve those goals and just yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing.
0: Nice and and speaking of planning. I'm sure you've this year planned out, but how far ahead do you've planned, like would you and Tom say, look, in four years time, we have need to develop this part of your game. Is it that far advanced or is it year by year?
1: It's kind of like, I think in general, even for myself, I set goals. Um, like big goals, big developing goals, but also like smaller ones. I think it's important to have both because, you know, big ones, you have to know what you want to do in life, but also smaller ones, just like a, doesn't have to be daily, but like maybe a month, month month by month, it's important. So just both, honestly.
0: Bit of a mix. Okay. And my final question is, you're ingrained in the world of high level junior tennis. You know, all the the young tennis stars. Yeah. In five years' time, which, mm-hmm. let's say four or five players, do you think will can make a big breakthrough? So if we listen back to this in like 2030, w- what are the players that you think can actually make the breakthrough from seeing them play now, from training with them, from watching them? You're in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh do you mean like just like juniors that I'm around yeah. like all the time?
0: Anybody that's not that from that, that we wouldn't know that the world wouldn't know today. I
1: think uh I mean I think definitely Hannah, Hannah Clickman, I think uh hopefully we're gonna be up there, you know, not only playing junior finals against each other, but you know, the big finals. I think uh Renata, she has such a clean game, like it's insane. She just never misses. Um I think, I mean, I don't want to say Courtney or Clurby because they're basically already, you know, up there playing slams and stuff. But, yeah, I think I'm thinking about juniors right now. I can't. Oh, Emerson. Emerson, her timing on the ball is great. So I think I think, yeah, me, Renata, Emerson, Hannah for girls. And I think for guys, the best ones I can think about are probably Darwin and Tice, Darwin, Blanche, Tice, Magard uh china i think i i hope yeah I hope you can't all name all see your friends there
0: you can't name your friends
1: <laughs> you <laughs> just seeing a good sport <laughs> yeah
0: in case you put this out there then they're gonna be like she better mention me Tara, thank you very much please say hello to your mom for me and uh i'll be yeah keep nine years old and might see you at one of the slams thank you very much
1: yeah for sure thank you so much
0: Hope you enjoyed that short episode with Tara. Tara is definitely one to keep an eye on in the future. She's had some great results so far. She's going to have even more. Definitely on my radar as well as the other players. Hope you enjoyed it. Until our next episode, goodbye.